I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past, present and emerging and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Welcome to Stepping Up, the podcast where we explore all things organisation, mental health, routines, personal development, motherhood and health. I'm your host, Steph Pace, and I'm the woman behind Just Another Mummy blog and also the founder of Steph Pace Planners. But I can assure you this is not just another podcast. Online, I'm known for my organisation tips and tricks and the occasional banter, but it definitely wasn't always this way. I used to be a hot mess and occasionally still am, and I'm here as your honest and real friend each week to show you how I turn my life of chaos into clarity. Between the house, health, kids, work and wanting to be the best version of yourself, it can be overwhelming and I'm here to give you the tools and tips to stop you feeling like a slave to your daily tasks, home, life and especially the expectations you have on yourself. Join me as I share my journey and insights into the art of balancing it all and speak to guests who can help us all live a better life. Whether you're looking to streamline your daily routines, boost your well-being, achieve your fitness goals, dive into personal development, or find inspiration to step up into the best version of yourself, we've got you. So are you ready to step up your game? Let's go. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Stepping Up, and welcome to the first day of 2024. I have to say it is so satisfying that the first day of January also falls on a Monday. I know this is something so satisfying about it. <laughs> and I don't know if I can ever remember a time where that's happened. So I feel like this is a really good day for you to be listening to this podcast because I've got so many amazing episodes coming your way. And this is the very, very first episode to my four part series. And that is called the 2024 Reset Roadmap. And I'm so excited to take you through these next few episodes. It's basically me holding your hand throughout the start of the new year. These episodes are not only going to take you through how to set up your life and routines for the new year, it's also going to help you be intentional and be really clear on what you want your life to feel like this year. And I know a lot of people talk about, you know, what you want your life to look like. And I think, you know, that is really important as well. But I think we need more focus on what we want our lives to feel like because, you know, through life, there's always outside factors that are going to change and things that are going to happen. And you can't always, you know, be in control of what your life looks like day to day. So I think it's really important to be really clear on how you actually want to feel in your life. So expect so much helpful steps and guides in these next few episodes. And there's also a really exciting resource. I've actually done this resource most years, I think last year I missed out on doing it because of all the things going on in my life. But every year I do love to give you guys a new year workbook. And this workbook really helps you get clear on what you want and helps you really reflect on the year that was. And it just really helps you get yourself set up for the year ahead. So I've really revamped this and taken this to a whole other level and it's completely free for you guys. I love, you know, giving you guys as much freebies as I can. As you can probably tell, I remember when my platforms first started taking off and it really was because of all the free content I give out, not only obviously visual by videos and things like that, but also just like downloadable planning templates. And that's obviously where my Steph Pace Planners brand came from because I honestly just love being able to map things out to help you guys. And for someone like myself who has a very busy and chaotic mind, 
being able to use these tools has truly changed my life. And I'm just so excited for you guys to get your hands on the 2024 Reset Roadmap and get into your workbook and we can work through it together. So each episode is going to be taking you through a new phase or step to help you really, you know, step up into your happiest self and have a brand new routine with brand new intentions and goals and actually be able to achieve it. So this episode, I'm talking about New Year's resolutions and why you can never achieve yours. And I'm also going to be taking you through how to set goals and intentions for the new year that you actually will be able to achieve and how you're going to actually be able to achieve it. So there's so much goodness into this episode. And I do recommend for this new series that you grab a pen and paper or your notes app and take some notes down. But you've obviously got your free workbook that you can work through. But any extra tips and things and any ideas you hear, I definitely would be jotting them down because there's so many nuggets of gold in these episodes. Now, there's a lot of weight that comes with January. I think, you know, we all put a lot of pressure on ourselves at the start of the new year to reinvent ourselves and become the best version of ourselves. And sometimes we don't realize that we can be pretty unrealistic with the expectations we put on ourselves and the goals we put on ourselves. And this is why I personally don't like the term New Year's resolutions. To me, it kind of sounds like, and it's indicating that you need to be resolved and that like possibly you're a problem or there's parts of your life that is a problem. So the word resolution isn't my favorite term. Instead of using the word resolutions, I like to use the word intentions or goals. I do like the word goals, but I really like to think of intentions because I feel like there's a lot less weight and heaviness that comes with that word. Now, if you think you're the only one who doesn't achieve your New Year's goals or resolutions, please know that you're not alone. In fact, I've got, again, I've got the receipts. You know your girl loves to look up the stats because I want you to realize that it's not just you that feels this way. <laughs> now, 71% of Australians, which is equivalent of almost 14 million people, have set a New Year's resolution. And here are the trends we're seeing in these resolutions. So one in three, so 34% have pledged to adopt healthier eating habits. 33% are motivated to lose weight and 31% are committed to improving their fitness. So you can see the trend here really is about health and fitness, which is pretty common. My past resolutions have always really been circled around health and fitness. And later in this episode, I'm going to be telling you why it's important to focus on other things because, you know, we are not one-dimensional people. There's a lot of other things going on in our lives and a lot of things that we, when we don't pay attention to, they tend to build up into a really big stressor in our life. So for example, it could be your career or your relationships and things that you, if you don't focus on them or pay attention to them, that's when things can get out of hand. And it's really important to be not placing a ridiculous amount of weight and goals in all areas of your life. But I do love to personally put all my New Year's intentions in certain categories, which I'm going to go through a bit later. Going back to the stats, this is really interesting. According to global research conducted by Strava, the date of January 12th, is usually the date you are most likely to break your resolution. Isn't that interesting? And it's so early on in the year. And that just goes to show there is so much of that all or nothing mentality when it comes to setting these resolutions for ourselves. And we do tend to just chuck in the towel when we maybe mess up on one thing. It also says 18% had already failed by January and 41% were no longer on top of their resolution by July. So that's really saying something. That's either saying A, the resolutions we're setting are ridiculous and we can't attain them. Or B, comes down to lack of motivation. 
and also just being realistic about our everyday life and being able to fit these things into that. Now, there's actually some data on why people didn't reach their resolution. So 39% said lack of motivation, 19% says forget about the resolutions, and 12% says lose track of progress. So that's really, really interesting. And it's good to have that in the back of your mind when you are doing these activities because, you know, a lot of people that are forgetting obviously need a step pace planner. <laughs> but it is really all about integrating these goals into your everyday life. And the way we do that is by breaking it down into the habits and the daily routines and rituals that will enable you to achieve those goals. So it's all about backward engineering, which I'm going to go into a bit later. Now, when I'm sitting down at the end of each year to write down my goals for the following year, I always have to start with this first step. And this first step is so crucial in being able to create the perfect goals and intentions for yourself and also goals and intentions that are realistic. Now, this is all about reflection. I feel like reflection is always overlooked and it's one of the most important things that we need to do in our lives. And I do this at the end of every month in my planners. I have a whole page on reflection and that's because, you know, you go through life and day to day you don't notice the changes that you create and implement and the changes in yourself and your mindset that occur. And then over time, these changes are huge. It could be something to do with boundaries or people pleasing or how you're speaking to yourself or just like the little healthy habits or not so healthy habits as well that occur over time and therefore can create really good progress or can create really big roadblocks and health issues and abundance of other things. Now, when I do my end of year reflection, I reflect on different areas of my life, but these are the main questions I ask myself. And this is all going to be in your free downloadable workbook. And I really want you guys to sit down and do this because again, it is so, so important because this is going to get you clear on what you want coming into the next year, but also what you don't want. And it's going to make you actually sit down and think about the day-to-day things and habits you are doing right now that aren't serving you. And also the things that you should really be proud of. And we really just don't sit there and give ourselves credit at all. And I'm the first to say this. I know I've gone out and, you know, launched my planners and my businesses and I've never really sat there and just like been like, wow, Steph, like you've done a really good job. And that's something I'm trying to be more mindful of um, in terms of business stuff. I do like to reflect a lot on health, but for me, I do feel like I am lacking in that more business sense and just like how I'm growing as a former people pleaser who's now, you know, the CEO and I have to manage a lot of staff. And I have had huge growth in this, huge. And that's something I definitely need to be able to sit down and reflect on more. And also just as, you know, a mother, when you're a mother, you know, I remember when I first had Harper, I was so critical of myself. You know, before you have kids, you go out and say, you know, I'm going to only feed them organic food and I'm going to breastfeed till they're one. And then as soon as I had Harper, like everything was just, it was a shit show. And I was so bloody hard on myself. And even the changes from that mindset then to going to have Willow, my second daughter, I was so much kinder to myself. And it's just so interesting with parenthood, how much you grow as a person. And I do find I'm so much more kinder to myself now. And I think it is just really important to reflect on that. And realize that maybe you're not such an asshole to yourself anymore, which I definitely was. And I still can be. 
But yeah, it's just really, really good to be able to sit down and do this exercise. So I'm going to go through some of the questions with you guys now. This is all in your free workbook, but these are the questions that I sit down and ask myself. And I would really love you guys to physically write it down. Um, Again, you guys know the science behind writing things down. It's so important that you do this. Okay, so the first question I ask myself is summarize 2023 in three words. Now, this can be a bit hard and a bit daunting, but you do get better at it and it can be a mixture. So obviously, you know, a whole year is 12 months. There's highs, there's lows, there's so many things going on and that is going to be reflective in these three words. So there can be words like growth, change. It can be grief. So for me, it's definitely grief. It can be love. It can be abundance. It can be family if you've really been able to focus just on family. It can be connection. It can be health. It can be so many different things. But yeah, I just want you to like sit there and just write down those three words. Now, the next question is, what were your biggest challenges this year and how did I overcome it? And this is a really good question because, you know, you do get to sit there and write down the challenges that you've had to face this year, but you also get to then write down how you overcame it. And this could come down to growth as a person. This also could come down to your rituals and things you did to cope. So for example, with me, my biggest challenge last year and the year before was losing my dad and Nan. And how did I overcome that was reconnecting with old hobbies again and things that made me feel good, which was things like painting. And I really delved more so into reading and that's a positive. So it was like a negative turning into a positive. So that's why I really do love that question. So I really want you to sit down and think about that one. Now, there's so many self-reflection questions here. So I'm going to quickly run through the rest of them because this podcast will go forever otherwise. So the others are my biggest wins this year was, how have I grown this year? What are you most grateful for this year? New habits I started, new hobbies and interests I picked up this year, which I love that question so, so much. How well did I take care of myself this year? Now, that's going to be a confronting one for a lot of us because I know on the hamster wheel of life, we always tend to come last. And that is something I really want you to focus on for your goals for the next year. The next one is, did I set any boundaries for myself this past year? Which is something I find as I get older, I'm setting more and more boundaries, which is this very empowering because again, as a formal people pleaser, I would always make myself available. I would always feel like I had to write back to everything straight away. I always felt like I had to say yes to every single event and everything people asked of me. And now as I've gotten older, I just value my time and energy so, so much. And that's just something I find personally that every year I answer that question, it just grows, which is really, really good. Now, the last few questions are, how did I relax and unwind this year? How did I have fun this year? And that's a new one I've actually added in because I feel like ever since, yeah, again, losing people that I love, you know, doing the hobbies that are just for fun has been so fulfilling. And again, something as adults, we just don't do anymore. Then the next ones are, how did I connect with others this year? And lastly, what unfinished business do you plan on finishing in 2024? So we always have unfinished business. It is, that's just life. Don't feel bad. And it's like the never ending to-do list and newsflash, you can't finish your to-do list ever (laughs) because that's just life. Now, once you've filled out all those questions, you're going to be super clear on habits, hobbies, interests, like how you've taken care of yourself, your boundaries, how you've grown your challenges, how you overcame them, 
And then just so many other areas of your life, like connection and health. So I really love those ones. And there's probably going to be more in the booklet, let's be honest. Now you've got your reflection done. Next up, I love to do a visualization exercise. And a lot of people call this your best self visualization. We always hear about being your best self, but I don't like that term as much because I feel like for me personally, your best self is when you are 100% perfect. And for me, I like to call this your happiest self because what more do we really want in life? We just want to be happy. That is the goal in life is to be happy. And sometimes many of us, when we visualize our best self, we picture this perfect human who never has a bad day, never has a day off, and just has everything down pat to a T. And I just think it's so important that we more so visualize our happiest self. So if you're driving, make sure you don't close your eyes and do this exercise. But if you are at home and you're able to sit down and close your eyes, I would love you to do that. Now, what I want you to do is I want you to close your eyes. Or if you're driving, just think in your head. (laughs) I want you to picture you walk into a room. And in that room, there are three mirrors. Now, I want you to picture yourself, you're walking up to that first mirror. And when you look into that mirror, you see your healthiest self. Now, this is the future version of you that takes time for themselves. They take rest. They feel rejuvenated. They have energy. They have mobility and look after their body. They're not someone that smashes themselves at the gym. They're not someone that restricts themselves. This is the version of you that is kind to themselves and moves their body because it makes them feel good. And this is the version of you that has found that true love and connection with moving their body because it makes them feel good. This version of you has energy to keep up with their kids, their family or their partner, or even just the busy life you live. This person sleeps well at night. This person eats things that make them feel good. And this person knows when to take a day off and rest. I want you to really sit with that and picture what does the healthiest version of you do day to day? What does their daily life look like? What is their fridge full of? What do their rest days look like? What do their self-care days look like or self-care segments of the day look like? And how do they talk to themselves? What is their self-talk like? Now, I want you to picture you're in that room and you're walking over to the second mirror. Now, when you look into the second mirror, you are seeing your most successful self. Now, I want you to remember when it comes to success, this looks different on everybody. Your most successful self could mean an amazing balance between work and family life. This successful version of themselves could be someone that has finally set out to create that new business you've always wanted. It could be you starting a new hobby you've always wanted. It could be you just being more present with your family and your kids and knowing when to take time for yourself. It could be you who finally stopped doubting yourself and you put yourself out there, which means you could have got a promotion, your dream job. You could just be feeling so confident and fulfilled with who you are as a person. Success is different on everybody. So I want you to really think about this most successful version of yourself. What does their daily life look like? 
What do they do in the morning? What do they do in the evening? What do they do on the weekend? What did they do that got them to be where they are now? Maybe you got out of your own way. Now you're still in that room and I want you to be walking over to the third mirror. Now when you look into this third mirror, this is your true self. So this is the version of you before society, comments from other people, judgment from yourself and the expectations of yourself formed who you are right now. This is the version of you that is unapologetically themselves. They're not afraid to say what they need to say. They're not afraid to put boundaries up. They are just unapologetically themselves. What does daily life look like for your true self before you molded yourself into what you thought you had to be, that society made you think you had to be, that social media molded you into? This version of you doesn't compare themselves to others. This version of you doesn't compare themselves to past versions of yourself where maybe you were in a better season of life, an easier season of life. This version of you is your most authentic self. Now you're still in that room and I want you to turn around and then in that room, standing behind you, is the six-year-old version of yourself. I want you to really picture you as a six-year-old and you're looking down at her, your little you, and I want you to tell her all the amazing things you've overcome in your life, all the things that maybe you as a child wished for that you have now, maybe the family you have now, maybe the job you have now, the home you have now, the partner, and I want you to give your little you a big hug. Because that little you is so bloody proud of you. Now, I want you to open your eyes. (laughs) I know with that um, inner child part at the end, it can be a bit confronting because for me, I always tear up at that when I think of little Steph and just how, you know, proud she would be of me now. And I think that's a feeling we don't let ourselves feel. You know, we have a lot of tall poppy syndrome in Australia, unfortunately, and I think We don't allow ourselves to again reflect on our own success and where we are in life. But I really love doing that exercise because that is a way to be crystal clear on the different areas of your life and how you want to feel and be coming into 2024. And again, this is not your best self. This is your happiest self. And just how I talked also about the most successful version of yourself and That, again, is something that I think is really important for you guys to remember that, again, is different for everybody. And I think in society, especially for like my generation growing up, success was who worked the most, who had the most money, who literally didn't sleep. It's so much about the hustle culture and it's still very prevalent. We see that all over social media. But I think for me, the moment I realized success wasn't what I thought it was, was when, you know, dad got sick and he waited his whole life to retire to truly, you know, let himself go out and live and be happy. And he didn't get to retire. And that was a huge wake up call for me. And I really do hope you guys can think about that also when you are hustling every day or having ridiculous expectations on yourself, whether that be with work or your home or your family, and you're just not taking any time for yourself. You know, We don't get trophies for who works 80-hour weeks. We don't get trophies for who works themselves into the ground and into burnout. And life's too short. 
life is just too short to be absolutely smashing yourself and hustling away and what for? You know, I definitely think for me, like coming into this new year, this is a big reflection piece for me on my business and where I would like to be because to be completely honest, I've been working a lot more than I'd like to. I don't really get free time lately and that's okay and I know that's the season I'm in. But for a bit of insight, in my visualization exercise when I did this before, my most successful self had a lot of days off. She had a lot of free time. She was just really present with her family and that to me is success. And obviously being able to provide for my family, but my version of success is just being able to be present with my family and having that free time to do the things I enjoy. All right. So we've taken you through your reflection and we've taken you through your visualization. The next step is setting your goals. Now, this is the important part because this will be the difference in you achieving your goals or not. And there's a framework that everyone needs to follow when setting goals of any type, whether that's business, for personal health, anything. This is the framework you want to follow and that's SMART. So each letter stands for something different. So it's specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and timely. Now, I'm sure you guys have heard of this before. So when you're setting a goal, it has to be specific. You know, you can't just write down, get fit, be healthy. That is very, very vague and very, very broad. And that's not going to help you backward engineer that goal into habits and then into your routine. There's certain steps we need to do. So it needs to be specific. You know, I've written that in the past. I've written get fit, eat better, start my business, but that's not going to really help me. So I want you to be really specific. So instead of it being get fit, it could be go to the gym three times a week. It could be do 8K steps a day. And then instead of eat better, it could be include greens in every meal or eat protein for breakfast. So like we want to be really specific and this is what's going to really help you lay out your future routine which is in the next episode, which I'm so excited about. The next episode is just so good. Anyway, so that's going to really help you get those habits from the goals and put them into your routine. So we've talked about specifics. Now, the next part of SMART goals is measurable. And this really does tie in with specific. And those goals I've just given you, they are measurable because I've actually given you specific numbers or specific habits. So for example, Include greens in every meal. That is measurable because you'll know if you're eating greens in each meal or not. And also things like be able to do five push-ups are measurable because you'll know if you've done five push-ups. And other things like reduce coffee to one per day. Again, that's measurable because you're saying how many coffees you can have per day. The next thing is achievable. And now this is really, really important because when you're writing out your goals, I want you to actually sit down and be like, is this time frame or this specific goal I've got here, is this achievable for me? Whether that's, you know, in relation to your life right now, in relation to your schedule, or is it a stretch? So I want you to make sure it is achievable, even if it's a bigger goal and you break it down into bite-sized pieces. And I'm going to go over how I do that a bit later. If you've been following along this journey, you'll know how much organization has changed my life. I was and still am a hot mess. And honestly, without my planner by my side, nothing would get done. I spent years creating these planners. They have sections for monthly reflections, intention setting, resets, challenges, meal planning, cleaning schedules, budgeting, and my secret page to make sure you can balance it all. As a thank you for listening to my podcast, I want to give you your own exclusive discount code, Steffing Up, for 15% off any products over at Steph Pace Planners. 
So if you're ready to take back control of your life and get on top of your to-do list, head to stephpaceplanners.com.au and use the code STEFFINGUP for your discount today. Now let's get back to the episode. Now the next thing is realistic. Is the goal that you've written down realistic? There's so many times where I've been like, I remember I wrote down once, run a marathon for one of my New Year's resolutions. And I'm someone like, I never bloody run before. That's not realistic for me. How am I, a non-runner, going to run a marathon that quickly? You know what I mean? Like, And that's also really overwhelming. And like, there's people out there that's definitely done that. But for me, look, I've got bad knees. Things take time. And I also don't like to put that much pressure on myself. But for someone, yeah, like myself, who's never run before, saying, okay, I want to run a marathon this year. Okay, let's maybe start with half a marathon. <laughs> maybe let's start with running in general. So you know what I mean? Like, be really realistic about your goals. And then lastly, the goal needs to be timely. So set timeframes for things. And it also, having a time frame on a goal really helps with that motivation as well. And again, you can't rely on motivation when it comes to this. It really does come down to breaking the goals down into habits and then inputting those habits into your day-to-day routine. So that there is the framework when it comes to setting your goals. So I really want you to keep that in mind when you go to write them. Now, by using that framework for your goals, you're not setting yourself up for failure. And that is so, so important. There's always going to be parts of our lives that need more attention than others, whether that's the kids when they're little or work in certain seasons, or it could be yourself and you're just going through a really rough patch and you need to have a healing season. Like there's always going to be something that needs a bit more of your attention than others. And I think that's important to realize when I start to talk about this next section which is the different areas of our life. I don't want you guys to go in and think that because I do like to set goals for these different areas of my life means that I always achieve them, means that I'm always striving towards them. And there's actually a way I do this so I can work through the seasons I'm in. So I'm not trying to focus on every single area of my life all the time. I actually like to do this in stages, which I'm going to get into in a minute. And this honestly changed my life when I started doing this and breaking it down into stages. But yeah, I just want you to realize, you know, when you go on Instagram and you see people who are probably in their Thrive era and they're out hustling and they're feeling really energetic and good and you're in maybe your healing season, be kind to yourself. You know, life is messy and things happen and it is okay to really give yourself grace during those seasons and realize that there is really no true balance in life. I really don't believe there is. And I think we're always chasing for that balance, but I think The most realistic way we can achieve that balance is, again, allowing ourselves to focus on those areas of our lives that need us when they need us and taking the pressure off. And this is where, you know, having the different stages or phases, as I like to call them, come into play when it comes to setting our goals. Now, I have a special framework for the goals that I set out for each year. Again, less is more. So when it comes to these new habits you want to implement, I want you to only focus on two to four at a time. And this is where I actually started to break up my year into phases or stages. I typically like to do four stages in a year, so three months, but it also depends on how big your goals are. Now, what I do is I actually have on a piece of paper, stage one, stage two, stage three, and stage four. And the goals or habits that I feel like I really need in this season of my life, I put them in stage one. And those are the two to four goals habits or goals, I'm going to focus on first. All the other goals, they will come, but they're going to be in different stages. And I think this is really important because again, it really is about that all or nothing mentality. 
if you go and try to overhaul your whole life and completely change so many habits, the thing is you probably will end up getting to January 12th and throwing in the towel because it's too bloody hard and you can't keep up with everything. So this is where I like to use this phases or stages framework in my year. So I'm focusing on the things that I really need to first and then my other goals or habits that I can implement follow. And this also allows us to really get those new habits and goals ingrained into our everyday life and get it part of our life so we don't have to think about it anymore. So once you move to the second stage, which is your other goals or new habits that you are wanting to do, you can just focus on them because stage one habits are already ingrained in your brain and it's already happening without you even needing to think about it. And this is all in the goals roadmap section of your free workbook. So you can write this all out and really help you break it down. Now, I'm going to quickly take you through the different categories that I want you to set your goals for. Now, this will look different for everyone. Again, there's always different things going on. Some people might not have career. They might not want to put financial goals in there. It's just up to you and your preference. So for me, I have personal, I have home, relationships, health, and business. That's just for me. Others will have financial, career, they'll have family. Like There's so many things you can do. I usually put family under relationships. That's just what I do. But again, you can really mix and match just to suit you and your lifestyle. Now, a little fun exercise I thought I could do is I'm going to take you through my intentions from last year. I'm going to read you literally the goals I wrote under each of my categories for last year. And then we can see if I achieved them together. All right. So last year for personal, I wrote read every night at 8 p.m. Definitely did that, which I'm so happy about. Detox from my sleep tablets, which I'm very happy to say I did do that. But that took, again, was in like stage three of my year. So that was after I went on the health retreat. I finally detoxed on my sleep tablets. Sleep for me has always been a huge problem in my life. Um, I've always had insomnia. And as you guys know, I have ADHD. So my brain really struggles to switch off. But I've managed to finally come off my sleeping tablets for the first time in my adult life. So that was a goal of mine. And I'm so happy that I did that. The next goal for personal was cut out caffeine. Again, I did do that in August, which has honestly changed my life. If you have anxiety and you struggle with that massive slump in the afternoon, I definitely recommend you do that. And then the next one was weekly saunas. So that was something I can definitely admit that I haven't achieved. I did get into a really good routine of going, but yeah, it just life happens and I slipped out and that's something that's going to go into my intention for next year. So that is my personal intentions for 2023. Now we're going to move on to my health. So my health goals I put for 2023 was get a complete panel of blood work done. So I did do that. uh, And then I got an iron check. The next one was focus on glutes by doing two glute sessions a week. So you can see with that, I was specific. So I wanted to, you know, people would write grow my glutes or focus on glutes because again, I've got a grandma bum. So that was a, a goal of mine. But I actually said by doing two glute sessions a week. So I can measure that and I can say I've definitely been doing that this year. The next one was take my daily supplements. So that was something I have been really good at again this year. Now the relationship slash family goals I put for last year was dinner at the table five nights a week because we were definitely like a family. We'd always kind of just eat at that breakfast bar. So I can definitely say that we were better with that as well. We we did do that most weeks, but again, that's measurable because I'm saying dinner at the table five nights a week. And that relates to relationships and family because that is a time for us to connect as a family and talk. The next goal was phones away from 5 to 7 p.m. and then family movie night weekly. So again, you can see how those are all measurable and they're realistic. 
Okay, next up we had home. So I had some home goals. So one was make a happy corner for Harper because at that time, it was like the end of 2022, Harper was going through a bit of a rough patch and I wanted to make her a little like meditation corner. So I got her a nice cushion and things like that. So I put that there for her. And then the next one was start using our balcony to journal each morning. So I started doing that and also cull the pantry every three months. And that was another thing I did do. Now, moving on to the last category that I did was business. And my business goals for 2023 were start a podcast. And that had been on my list for so long. But I will talk a bit about that in another episode. But that really did come down to self-doubt. But happy to say, obviously, I've started a podcast The next one was get a marketing manager for SBP. This whole time we had never had a marketing manager. I've just been, you know, sharing the role myself with my operations manager. It's been a shit show. And we finally got one. And then we had weekly team meetings and then cut down SPP days at the warehouse to two days a week, which I did. Clear emails at the end of day. Definitely didn't do that. (laughs) And then start a secret project, which I can't tell you, which is super annoying. But yes, those were my goals for business. So I hope me taking you through my ones last year has helped you kind of come up with ones yourself and that really can vary. And again, with the relationship category, for me, I always do focus on family. But coming into this year, I'm really going to be focusing on Ryan and I and having, you know, monthly date nights. That's going to be one of my goals for relationships for 2024. And also socially with friends. I feel like ever since I started SPP and just even becoming a mother, I don't really have a social life. My kids have a better social life than me. They bloody go to parties. Like they have like three birthday parties every weekend. It's insane. So that's going to be another one for me. So just, I guess, to give you a bit of insight into relationships, that really can be what you want it to be. Now, when you're listening to this podcast, I'm also going to be fine-tuning my own goals for 2024. But some basic ones I'll quickly take you through that I'm going to focus on for like personal life is I'm actually going to be going back to therapy just to mostly help cope with my ADHD and just, you know, I guess like the pressures of running businesses and being a mum and all the things. So I am going to be doing that. That is a personal goal of mine. I also want to get back into my crafts and hobbies that I did after dad passed away. So I want to be doing that most nights. So I'm going to make that measurable by saying, you know, certain nights of the week or things like that, or doing it on the weekend with the kids. And then in terms of health, I'm really going to focus on my gut health again this year, because that's something that really did change my life. And another thing I'm going to be focusing on with my health is mobility. So I'm going to be doing more stretching and more mobility routines in my exercise routine. And then moving into relationships is quickly, again, like I said, I'm going to be focusing on having one date night with Ryan once a month. And then also one thing I want to start doing is having one-on-one time with each child. So I feel like obviously we've got two girls, they're 20 months apart. And I think it's just really, it'd be really, really nice for, you know, Harper and Willow to have just one-on-one time with each parent. So that's something we want to implement as well. And then my home category is basically going to be setting up the new house, which is so exciting. And obviously that's not heaps measurable, but I'm just going to like roll with it and see how we go. And then in terms of business, my main themes for this year is getting more free time. So I want to have Fridays for me. I also really want to set up the team so we can have more processes in place. So the team have the resources and processes so they don't need me all the time, which is going to be great for everybody. Then there's two more, but I can't really tell you what they are, which is one is a secret project. And then the other one is the new products I want to be launching for the year. So they're my goals for business. So that's the kind of themes that I'm going to be going into 2024 with, with my goals. You can kind of get the gist there. Now, before I move on to the final step, 
I'm going to recap what we've covered in this episode because I know it's a lot, guys. I know it's a lot, but it's all going to be in your workbook. So we've gone through reflection. We've covered your happiest self-visualization and you being really clear on what that looks like. We've covered how success is different on everyone. We've also covered what makes a smart goal and makes it achievable. And we've also covered the different areas of our lives that we need to set goals for. Now, last thing I want you to do is write a list of things that you don't want for this year. You know, it's really good to get clear on what you do want, but I also think it's equally as important to write down the things that you don't want. It could be as simple as, you know, reflecting on the habits that you're currently doing or how you're currently feeling and writing that down. I want you to be super specific. So it could be, I don't want to feel rushed in the mornings. I don't want to feel overwhelmed in the evenings. And that can also help translate to you really revamping your morning and bedtime routine, if you get what I mean. So that's why I like you guys to write down a list of things that you don't want for 2024. Now, I hope this episode has really helped you reflect and get clear on what you want for 2024. And I hope it's also helped you figure out your goals and intentions coming into the new year. Now, the next episode is going to be taking all that we've done today and we're going to create your perfect routine for 2024. I'm going to take you through the exact steps for you to overhaul your current routines and rituals and habits and help you create the perfect routine to be your happiest self. So I'm really, really excited for that. Please, as always, DM me and tag me on social media doing your new workbooks and any feedback you have. I always, always love it. And please, if you haven't already subscribed to my podcast, I would so, so appreciate it. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode of Stepping Up. I don't want this to be just another podcast you listen to, get inspiration, and then you don't take action. If there's been something in this episode that will help you step up into the best version of yourself, open up your notes app or your trusty planner and make a plan. And if you love listening to today's episode, please take a screenshot and show me where you're listening from. I absolutely love seeing it. Make sure you tag Stepping Up and Just Another Mummy Blog. And make sure you subscribe because you won't want to miss what's coming up next week.